The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and as that closing bell sounds, the Dow Industrial Average is up 75 points, four tenths of a percent at 17,740. S&P 500 up six and a half points, a third of a percent at 2,057. The Nasdaq is up 19 points, four tenths of a percent at 4,736. Well, Wall Street gained narrowing this week's losses. The smallest jobs advance in seven months fueled speculation that the Federal Reserve will look to raise interest rates gradually. The Labor Department reported payrolls increased by 160,000 in April. That's a smaller gain than economists anticipated. The miss was centered in areas such as retailing and construction. The jobless rate held steady at 5% last month as the workforce shrank. Scott Mather, chief investment officer at PIMCO, says today's jobs number should not derail the Fed's trajectory. Not that disappointing, sort of on trend and uh, probably enough to to still keep the Fed on track for one or two hikes this year. So I think that's what the market's sort of waking up to. It still hasn't priced in the probability of one or two hikes this year, but, but we think it'll move in that direction. Crude oil rose, narrowing its first weekly decline in more than a month. Oil sands disruptions in Canada and lower U.S. output offset rising stockpiles in OPEC production. West Texas Intermediate crude oil is up 27 cents a barrel at 44.59. Spot gold up $18.20 ounce at 12.90.50. And the 10-year Treasury is down 9.30 seconds with a yield of 1.77%. Among today's top business stories, Charter Communications has cleared its last federal hurdle to become the second largest cable company in the U.S. The FCC has approved Charter's merger with Time Warner Cable. The development leaves approval from California as a final regulatory hurdle for the $55 billion deal. The enlarged Charter would have about 24 million total customers in 41 states. Household borrowing rose in March at the fastest pace since November 2001. A Federal Reserve report showed financing for automobiles picked up and consumers' outstanding credit card debt soared. It's 4.02 on Wall Street. Time to get an update of some of the other stories we're following on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Elisa Parenti. This is not a reality show. That's what President Obama said to reporters at the White House today about the current state of the 2016 presidential race. Mr. Obama said being president is a serious job and, quote, not entertainment. The president said Republican voters should keep that in mind when deciding whether to vote for Donald Trump. He has a uh, long record uh, that needs to be examined. Um, And I think it's important for us to take seriously the statements he's made in the past. At an event in Washington today sponsored by Politico, RNC chairman Reince Priebus was asked about Donald Trump's behavior that some find abrasive. Number one, I think there's work to do. And I I think that there's work on tone to do. Um, I've been clear about that. House Speaker Paul Ryan, who yesterday said he was not ready to support Trump, 
will meet with the candidate Thursday. James Taylor and Richard Gere were among the celebrities on hand to help mark the 125th anniversary of Carnegie Hall. The event included a concert featuring performances by Renee Fleming, violinist Ichhok Perlman, and cellist Yo-Yo Ma. Police are asking for the public's help in identifying the people who stole a statue from a Roman Catholic church in Brooklyn. The Sacred Heart statue of Jesus was swiped from St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church on 71 South 3rd Street last weekend. Police have released surveillance video of three suspects. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Elisa Parenti. Catherine? Thank you. And Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorspdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. And checking those benchmarks as they begin to settle, the Dow Industrial Average up 80 points to close out the week at 17,740. S&P 500 up 6.5 points to 2,057. The Nasdaq up 19 points to 4736. And Colony Capital, the private equity firm founded by billionaire Tom Barrick, is apparently in talks to acquire commercial real estate manager North Star Asset Management Group. That's according to people familiar with the matter. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move on the feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. Shake. Shake. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and Shakers for Friday, May the 6th, 2016, taking a look at the S&P 500, 339 issues advanced today, 163 fall and three remain unchanged. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce, joins me now here in studio. Dave, let's begin with some winners and losers. Well, we'll start with the losers. I mentioned them earlier in the program, Pim, but the declines bear repeating. We're talking about Endo International, the uh, drug maker, slashing this year's earnings forecast by about 23% and reducing their full-year revenue projection by 11%. Uh, these cuts largely because of price cutting in the generic drug industry and endo shares down 39% in today's trading. And that was the biggest drop for the stock since 2002. And then you look at the list of biggest declines in the S&P 500, which was headed by Endo, and you see Malincrot shares down 7.3%, Perigo down 4.8%, Mylan down 4.2%, Allergan down 4.1%. And on top of that, You have some international drug makers traded here in the U.S. that fell. Teva Pharmaceutical down 6.7% and Valiant Pharmaceuticals, which actually set up a committee to handle its drug pricing, which has definitely been a front and center issue for the company, down about 13.5%. All right, I'm going to talk about something a little bit uh, perhaps – less uh, essential than drugs, uh, drug treatment, uh, Activision 
Blizzard. I'm going to talk about video games. Activision Blizzard higher today by about eight and a half percent. The company's uh, first quarter adjusted revenue as well as earnings per share plus the second quarter guidance all exceeded analyst estimates. Why? Well, they got a big boost from that acquisition they did of King Digital. They make Candy Crush and then also big wins for Call of Duty Black Ops 3. High margin digital revenue rose 48% year over year to over $790 million. That accounts for about 88% of revenue in the quarter, and that was a 20% growth rate also for in-game content sales. Once again, Activision Blizzard up 8.5%, Dave. This has been an earnings season to forget for Jack Dorsey. Of course, he's the chief executive of both Twitter and the online payment company Square. Twitter's results were out last week. The company's uh, shares fell more than 16% in the wake of uh, that report. Well, Square's numbers came out. The online payment company posting a wider first quarter loss analysis in a Bloomberg survey were expect- uh, expecting. And beyond that, Square said a financing program for small business customers is facing challenging credit market conditions, as the company described it, which basically means they haven't been able to sell on loans to other investors the way they had anticipated. And Square shares down almost 22% in today's trading. Biggest drop in a day for that stock since it started trading last November. Shares of Walgreens Boots Alliance down 2.5% today. This comes after KKR, which is the third largest holder of Walgreens Boots Alliance, said that it is selling a 29% stake or 50 million shares in a secondary offering via Citigroup. Once again, shares of Walgreens Boots Alliance down 2.5%. Well, let me give you the Bill Ackman roundup really fast. Uh, one company he's invested in, Air Products and Chemicals, agreed to sell its performance materials business to Ivonic Industries for $3.8 billion. Shares of Air Products up nine-tenths of a percent. Then again, Ackman also betting against Herbalife, the uh, seller of nutritional supplements. And that company said they are in late-stage talks with U.S. regulators to resolve a probe into whether it's a pyramid scheme, which, of course, Ackman has been talking about for some time. Herbalife shares up 9.1%, so a loss for Ackman on that stock. It's time now for the Volatility Index Report. It is brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. The VIX down today more than 5.5%, shedding 0.93, settling at 14.99. Well, if you go back to July of 2014, you can see that the volatility index formed a bull market cycle low at that point. Since then, it's been forming a series of higher lows. Stock bulls perhaps better served that the VIX would actually break into an up end trend line to make a run at those 2014 cycle lows. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, Hey, Mr. Wilson, go ahead. Tell us about education results. That would be DeVry Education. You know, they're approaching the 25th anniversary of their initial public offering. This is the company that owns DeVry University, the Kellogg Graduate School of Management, and other for-profit colleges. They went public in June 1991 and trade under the ticker DV. 
DeVry peaked at a record six years ago, and since then, the shares have lost as much as 79% amid declining enrollment and growing regulatory scrutiny. Just yesterday, they closed at an 11-year low. Now, today was a different story for DeVry, thanks to well-received results for the fiscal third quarter. Earnings were 71 cents a share, beating analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey by 9 cents. Revenue topped the average projection by the widest margin in more than two years. And as for the fourth quarter, DeVry predicted revenue would fall and costs would drop even more, which means the company comes out ahead. Put that all together and the result was the biggest rally in DeVry's shares in three and a half years. They closed with a gain of 21%. Thank you very much. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce. Go ahead, send him an email at dwilson at bloomberg.net. Sign up for his daily free email newsletter. It will make you a smarter investor. This is Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, it's the Mother's Day holiday season. Roses, tulips, lilies, 150,000 plants on Mother's Day. 4.5 million roses all delivered. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.